Chapter 1 Jane Austen, The Life A biography of Jane Austen is, in many ways, straightforward enough. Her life neatly divides into two unequal parts. The first thirty-six years saw her living a relatively sequestered existence, unknown outside her circle of friends and family, a correct, impecunious Hampshire spinster with a sharp turn of phrase. The remaining six years of her life were those in which she became a published novelist, acquired a modest reputation, and left behind the works that would eventually confirm her position as one of the most durable and important writers in the English language. More good news, from the biographer's point of view, is that she was an indefatigable and candid letter-writer. Her surviving correspondence not only yields many insights into the world in which she lived, but gratifyingly speaks with the same voice, the same wit and acuity as do her novels. The bad news is that Cassandra Austin, her sister, confidante and most dependable correspondent, destroyed enormous numbers of Jane's letters after her death in 1817. Other letters were lost or destroyed by other family members and friends as her reputation began to grow in the mid-19th century. Her nephew and first biographer, James Edward Austin Lee, was careful to suppress some of her earlier material. Why? The best guess seems to be that as Jane's fame grew, and as the differences between Regency and Victorian sensibilities became more pointed, so it became increasingly important to preserve her reputation and that of her family from any perceptible lapses of taste which might have been found in her unpublished writings. As a result, any view of Miss Austen's life tends towards the lopsided, where letters do exist, they reveal useful information and valuable material for conjecture. Where they don't, there's usually a gap, unfilled by other sources. Who would have been keeping an account after all? No one knew how big the Austin industry would get. Faced with a wealth of material and an equally impressive wealth of gaps, Jane Austen's biographers are frequently reduced to padding out the story of her life with tales of her illustrious seafaring brothers or her racy Anglo-French cousin. This much we do know. Jane Austen was born on the 16th of December, 1775, at Steventon in Hampshire. Her father, the Reverend George Austen was the Oxford-educated rector of Steventon with an additional responsibility for the nearby parish of Dean. Civilised, tolerant, and from every account an extremely likeable human being, his main struggle in life was with money. He was always poor and frequently in debt. His wife, Cassandra Lee, came from a family with connections to both land and titles and found it something of a struggle to adapt to George's level of genteel penury. Nevertheless, she was energetic and sharp-witted. She was also a busy mother, bearing eight children between the years 1765 and 1779, before deciding that enough was enough and that she would spend the rest of her life as something of a valetudinarian. James, the first son, became a clergyman and would eventually inherit his father's position at Steventon. George, the second son, was born handicapped and spent his life in care, living away from the rest of the family. Edward Austin was, in the manner of the times, given away at around the age of fifteen for adoption by wealthy, childless relatives at Godmersham in Kent. Henry Austin, 
drifted entertainingly from the military to banking, where he later went bust, to, at last, the church. Cassandra Austin was to live a life in parallel with her sisters, never marrying, but being immortalised as the recipient of Jane's letters. Frank Austin had a terrific career in the Royal Navy, ending his days as Sir Francis Austin, Admiral of the Fleet. Jane, the penultimate child, was succeeded by Charles Austin, who enjoyed a naval career almost as glittering as that of his brother Frank. He, too, became an admiral. To add to this mix of progeny, and increase his small income, the Reverend George Austin took in pupils.